Suratul Asr. And another name is known by is what? Surah. Huh? Another surah, another name is known by? It's known according to the hadith in Al-Bukhari, it's a surah wal asri So there's two names for the surah, surah al-asr and surah wal asri So this is what we looked at last, and we said this surah is one of the four chapters in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are considered to be short in terms of their numbers of their verses and the words contained in the surah. And we said other than this surah, there's three other surah from the Quran that's known to have short verses or words. And what are these other three? Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Kawthar, and Surah Al-Nasr. Idha jaa nasrullahi wal-fatih. And we said despite the shortness of this surah, that this surah lahu adhamah. This surah is of great importance, magnitude, and importance based on the actions of the actions of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu That when they will meet each other, they'll say one to the other, Ta'al mu'min Let's come together and have iman or belief for an hour. And they'll read Surah Al-Asr upon each other. Also, based on the statement of Al-Shafi'i, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, who said, لَوْ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ حُجَّةً عَلَى خَلْقِهِ إِلَّا هَذِي سُورَةً لَكَفَتْهُمْ If Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala never used anything else or surah to establish an argument against his creation except for this surah would have been sufficient for them. Also, based on the fact that we said this surah is from the shortest of surah, but yet this surah, as short as it is, it contains three different forms of what? A tawqidat. Three different forms of what? Assurities. That as short as it is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses three forms of assurities in this surah. And what are these forms of authority? Al-Qasam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an oath. That's number one. Number two, inna at-tawqeed. Inna, that's used for what? Definitely very. And also, lam at-tawqeed. And we find al-Qasam in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oath, wal-asr. Allah swears by asr. We find the inna at-tawqeed in the saying of Allah ta'ala, inna al-insan. And we find the lam at-tawqeed, lafi khusr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah with qasam to show the importance of the surah. Because when we say qasam an oath, what is an oath according to the scholars? What do the scholars call an oath? They say al-qasam is ta'zimu shay, to amplify something or show that it's of great magnitude. This is qasam. Ma'adhikri mu'adham, by mentioning something which is great or extremely beneficial. In a specific manner. So this shows the importance of this surah. That Allah Ta'ala begins with qasam. And this qasam Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala begins with, we said qasam is to swear by something which is what? Which is great. So that which Allah Ta'ala swears by is either due to his greatness or due to his benefit. So Allah says, well, asr. And said Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala swear by asr. So we should know what is an asr. Because asr is something great, of great magnitude. And we said according to the ulama, different meanings of the word Asr and we gave four of those who can remember all four? time we said Asr generally means time generally that's the first meaning of Asr because time is a great thing because all our deeds is contained within the envelopes of what? of time number two 
Dar Qadhafi. Some of the ulama say, Asr means the time of the Prophet Because the best of time is the time of who? The Prophet And that's why the last of this ummah, the last generation will never become rectified except by doing that which rectified the first of the ummah, that which the companions of Prophet they did. The third meaning of time, our Asr, Salatul Asr. That Salatul Asr is a great Salat. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحَافِدُ عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ Be mindful and protect your Salat, with Salat and Wusta, and the middle Salat. The ulama say the middle Salat is what? Salatul Asr. Fourthly, huh? We don't period of time. The last one is not the Salatul Asr, but the time of Asr. The time of Asr itself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Asr. And we convert the tafsir of Wal Asr. So this is known as a Qasm, an oath. Now when you have an oath, what follows the oath? Jawab al Qasm. The answer to the oath. Or the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing. And this is what we're going to look at this week, inshaAllah ta'ala. So after Wal Asr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the jawab, the answer to the oath. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna al-insan Allah Ta'ala mentions the jawab with two assurances that verily mankind is verily in khusr. This inna al-insan fi khusr is different to saying inna al-insan khasir or khusran. Inna al-insan khasir or khusran means man is a loser. Mankind is a loser. And mankind being a loser is not as severe as fi khusr. This letter alone, fi, it makes a great difference in the middle of the ayah to show subhanAllah the smallest thing or the smallest letter in Arabic will change the whole meaning. Fi here, the scholars say dharfiyah. For those who study Arabic, there's something called dharf. Literally, it means an envelope. So in Arabic, the dharful makan, envelope of places. So behind, in front, khalfa, amama, these are what? Envelopes of places. And the dharful zaman, envelopes of time, that it contains within that time. It says, since this is dharfiya, fi, it means man is inside an envelope and he is surrounded, compounded by loss. He's not a loser, but he's fi khusrin. Meaning is completely surrounded by loss and not only dhulful makan in terms of his placement but in terms of time. He's constantly in a state of loss and is surrounded by complete loss. Because Khasir is a loser, he may be a loser from one perspective, in one or two things and profit in other things, but he is constantly in that vessel and that envelope of complete loss. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, insana lafi khusr. That verily, mankind is in a state of loss, meaning constantly and surrounded by loss. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here did not mention the type of loss. Because if you talk about loss, there's many reasons for a person to be in a state of complete loss. In the same way, when it comes to the straight path, Allah ta'ala mentions how many paths? One path. But when it comes to other paths, like these words in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
they're in the plural. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنَّ هَذَا سِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمًا This is my straight path. Only one path. فَاتَّبِعُوا So follow it. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا سَبِيلُ وَسُبُولًا I do not follow other path or paths. Other path. فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلٍ That I lead you away from my path. So khusr, there's too many causes of loss. So إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ فِي خُسْرٍ Mankind is in a state of loss. Notice here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says mankind, but that mankind, it doesn't enter into it the believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also the top of the believers in Allah azza wa jal, after the anbiya wa rusul, after the prophets and messengers and who the scholars. So therefore the majority of people, other than these, the scholars and the believers that are upon us. And the reason this point is important is this, that if there's an opinion in fiqh, for example, and it's the opinion of the jambur, the majority of the scholars. It is not always the case, but in majority of the case, it's the safest opinion. So you cannot use the evidence here, the majority of mankind upon us, so the majority opinion of the scholars of Islam is wrong. Because sometimes you give people evidence, and you say, this is the opinion of the jambur, the majority of the scholars. And they will say to you, if you follow the majority of the people upon the face of the earth, they lead you away from the path of Allah. This doesn't enter into it. Inna insana fi khusr is other than the believers in ulama. And that's why after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said mankind is in a state of loss, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an exception. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوُوا بِالصَّبَرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an exception. And the exceptions are whoever has these four attributes. And these four attributes, Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمَعَ لِهَاُلَّهِ مُسْتَثْنِينَ أَرْبَعَ السِّفَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made or given for these people who are an exception to Allah's four attributes, four characteristics. And what are these four characteristics? Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala says in his book, Miftah Dawr Sa'ada. The first characteristic, if you want to be of those who are not in loss, is Quwa al-Ilmiya. Strong resolve and strength in knowledge. The second, Quwa al-Amaliya. A strong resolve and strength in actions or deeds. The third, Quwa al-Lazima. Wa Quwa al-Muta'addiya. Strength in actions that affect them individually and in actions fully that not only affect them but affect others, has an effect on others. So these four attributes are strength in knowledge, actions, actions that help them as individuals, thirdly, and fourthly, actions that help them and others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we're going to go through each attribute now, Except for those who believe. And notice here, Allah Ta'ala did not say, Except for the one, or rather, Meaning they are a jama'ah. They are a group. It's not an individual. And what is the significance of they are a group? The significance of that is, if we want to be upon the Quran and the Sunnah, and we claim to be Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah, the greatest characteristic of anybody that claims to be on the Sunnah is what? 
jama'ah. The greatest attribute and the greatest etiquette and mannerism is what? Unity. But unity upon what? The truth. So your Ahlul Sunnah, the people of the Sunnah, and jama'ah, the people that believe in what? Unity and not division. Jayyid? So your jama'ah or your ijtima' is based upon the what? The Sunnah. But me and Abu Abdullah, we agree upon the Sunnah. Jayyid? But we differ on a matter of the Sunnah, which is a non-fundamental issue, it's a branch of fiqh issue. Now, if we're truly Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah, can we divide based on this issue? I have an opinion concerning something. He has his own opinion. And the reference point for both of us in our disagreement is the Sunnah. Can we now divide? La. This is either, either due to lack of barakah, blessing in knowledge, we find majority of the difference at the time we're living in today is among so-called students of knowledge. This is either due to a lack of barakah, blessing in knowledge, or understanding the principle of Sunnah Jama'ah. Because Ahlul Sunnah Jama'ah, the fiqh issue, for example, is issue of eating camel meat. There are scholars that say, once you eat camel meat, it breaks your what? Your wudu. And there's other scholars that say, if you eat, it doesn't break your wudu. So if a scholar holds an opinion that eating camel meat breaks your wudu, and the imam who saw him eating camel meat, it doesn't make wudu. This scholar that believes that it breaks your wudu, can he pray behind that imam? Yes, he will. Why? Even though he disagrees, but ijtima' ala al-haq, unity upon haq, upon the sunnah. Because the reference point for both of them is the what? The sunnah. Likewise, Uthman before Uthman, the time of the Prophet in the time of Abu Bakr in the time of Umar, they all pray, prayed in Mina for Hajj. How many raka'ah for Duhur and Asa? Two, two. In the time of Uthman, they prayed four. The Sahaba, one of the Sahaba saw this as a great calamity. When he heard Uthman was doing this, he said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. But did they pray four behind him? Faithful behind them. So, except for those. So, you do not divide on partisanship based on organization, based on differences among certain scholars. And this ayah is an indication to what? Brotherhood based on Iman, not based on partisanship, not based on school of thought, not based on grouping. Not based on organization, except for those who have al iman. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Al Ladina Aman. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Illa Ladina Aman, which is the first condition. Jayid al Iman. So the first attribute which said Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala gave them is what? Quwa al ilmiyah Strength and resolve in what? Knowledge. What is the connection between illa ladina amanu except for those who believe and knowledge? The connection is al imanu huwa al ilmu. That iman is knowledge. Iman is knowledge. Because what is iman? Ya Ammar. What is iman? As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, the Hadith of Jibreel. What is iman? لا، الحديث جبريل 
طيب good من قال لا أدري فقد أفتى whoever says I don't know is given a fatwa is good enough طيب يا سلمان what is iman حديث جبريل what are the pillars of iman yes Iman and to believe in Allah and his angel and his book and his messenger and what else and this is Iman which is what is knowledge why is it knowledge because when Jibreel asked Iman and he told him this in the end of the hadith the Sahaba, the Prophet asked them, Atadri man is sad. Do you know who came to ask the question? But the important part is, he said, It is Jibreel. What did he come for? To teach you, give you knowledge of a religion. So Iman is ilm. That's Allah Ta'ala said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحِيْنَ إِلَيْكَ رُوحَ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا Likewise, who revealed, who gave you a revelation from us. وَمَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِي مَنْ إِيمَانَ وَلَا كِتَابِ Before this revelation, you did not know what? Iman, nor did you know what? The Kitab. So a person claimed to have Iman, فَعِلْمُ is a di'ai al-ba'atina, it's a false claim. Iman is knowledge. Some people, you may give lectures, mention wonderful story of so-called awliya of Allah, flying in the skies, fantasy, Harry Potter kind of scenarios. And they feel the iman is, they feel the fizz of an iman. Where it's very authentic thing, they might not feel that fizz, but this is real iman, knowledge, authentic knowledge. This is iman. That's what Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said. The first thing is puwa ilmiya, strength in knowledge, because iman is knowledge. Jayyid. So this shantul awwal, al iman, al amanu, those who believe, also entering into iman is what? Righteous. Deeds is part of what? That Iman. But in the ayah, after Allah Ta'ala said, it says, And they do righteous deeds. If Iman or actions are part of Iman, why? To show or to place an emphasis upon what? The importance of what? Righteous deeds. Because Iman or actions is part of Iman. Righteous deeds. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it came to salah. He said, مَا كَانَ اللَّهِ يُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ Allah will not cause your iman to be lost. And what Allah ta'ala is speaking about in his eyes is what? Salah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls salah what? Iman. In the same way, kufr, disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could be statements or actions. So that's what Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah we say, iman faith. Memorizes tawulun wa amalun statements and actions, statements of the tongue, statements of the heart, and actions of the limbs and actions of the heart. Jayyid. So Allah Ta'ala says, first and foremost, to show the importance of these, and secondly, He mentioned the both of them so that we know when Iman and deeds, righteous deeds are mentioned, Iman refers to actions of the heart and amal salih refers to actions of the what the limbs apparent actions so the second condition is strength in power 
or spent in doing good deeds. So Iman and Amr Salih, when they are mentioned, Iman refers to inner affairs and actions or deeds refer to outer affairs. Which is why the Prophet said in hadith, Al-Iman fi qalb, Iman is in the heart. Well, Islam alaniyah. And Islam is that which is what? Which is apparent. Which is why we say in the dua, Allahumma man tawaffaytahu minna fatawaffahu ala al-Iman. Oh Allah, wherever you take your soul from amongst us, take him upon what? Iman. Because what you be judged by Yom Al-Qiyamah, is it upon your deeds or that which is in your heart? That which is in your heart. Because you may do a deed, it's not sincere. And whatever he gives life to, from amongst us, Islam. Give him life upon what? Islam. Upon that which is apparent. So Brother Suleiman here, I know he's a Muslim, he prays in the message. So to me, I see him as a Muslim. I see Islam. Jayed, we cannot say, oh, only God can judge Brother Suleiman. Because this thing, only God can judge me, is famous on social network now. Only God can judge me. That's not hadith, it's not ayah. I think it's a Tupac Shakur lyric. Only God can judge me. No, we're allowed to judge people based on what is apparent to us. So Islam is that which is apparent. And that's why in the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to show there's no contradiction, He says concerning when He went to destroy people of the we save those who are amongst them from whom? The believers. We did not find them except for what? A house of what? Bayten. Minin Muslimi. A house of Muslims. Why we save the believers and a house of Muslims? Because in that which is apparent, the household of Lut was what? A Muslim home. But his wife was not a believer. There's the difference. So when Iman and Islam is mentioned, Islam is, if they're mentioned together, that is, they, it refers, Islam refers to our actions, Iman to the heart. But if Islam alone is mentioned, it refers to two. Iman alone is mentioned, it refers to the both of them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِلَّا amanu wa salihat." Except for those who believe and they do righteous actions. And these righteous actions, we have to know, that there's no Iman likewise without knowledge. There's no Iman except with what? With good deeds. Because part of the Aqeedah Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah is Iman, Yazidu wa Iman goes up, it goes down. Increases with good deeds and decreases with what? Bad deeds. So there's no Iman. That's why they say a person who takes a Sha'ad actually, he says, Muhammad he takes his Sha'ad today. And after taking the shahada, he does nothing from Islam. Not one salah, zakah, so nothing, kafir. He does nothing at all. He just says the shahada, that's it. So when you find a da'wah of certain people whereby it's a da'wah of our mission, just make everyone say the shahada. Whatever happens after that, and you know what these are, it doesn't matter. No, you have to do deeds, righteous deeds, based on knowledge. And these righteous actions that a person does, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not specify them likewise because good and righteous actions are many. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Oh, you believe? Go in rukur, do sujood, worship your Lord. Do that which is good in order for you to be successful. 
in order to be successful. Even so, any good deed you do, it brings what? Success. Even if there's no intention behind the deed. Even if you didn't intend it. So for example, hadith of the Prophet if you planted or you had the vegetation for producing food, and birds land on it, and they eat from the seeds, you get the reward for it. And based on this, the ulama made a qa'idah, a principle, which is this. That principle is, مَا Anything beneficial which a person does, and that benefit or that thing multiplies to more than what he intended, is rewarded for it. So for example, a person sits in a masjid and wants to do something beneficial after the salah. Instead of getting up to the door, he sits down, does dhikr, reads Quran. Now in a big masjid, there's no pillar. So I decide I'm going to pray to raka'ah, I'm going to use my sutra. He didn't intend this. He just wanted to do something beneficial. But the benefit of him sitting there, ta'adda, has multiplied, and he gets a reward for that too. So the principle is, ma ta'adda that which the benefit is multiplied, extends to other things. The person who does it, well, even if he didn't intend that. So for example, you build a Darul Aytan, an orphanage. From that orphanage, teachers are employed. This Tahfidh Quran. You only intended the orphanage, but it multiplied. Even if you don't intend it, you get it. But if you intended it, of course, the rewards are greater. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in the eye. For those who do ibtigha'a mardatillah, those who do it for the sake of Allah sincerely, they have ajrun azim, a great, great word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why I look at the woman who, uh, the baghiya, the loose woman or the prostitute in Ben Israel, who found a dog who was extremely thirsty. She said, SubhanAllah, this dog is feeling what I'm feeling. And she gave water, even though the intention was not there like that. But look at the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave her by forgiving her. So, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا These are the first two conditions. Except for those, meaning jama'ah, our ukhuwa, our brotherhood should be based on what? Jama'ah, on iman. We're supposed to be ahlu sunnah, wal jama'ah, and unity. Upon the sunnah, not upon anything else. Secondly, amal salih righteous deed is part of our iman. Righteous deed is very important. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa tawasaw. Wa tawasaw. At-tawasaw is different to wa awsaw. And this is another thing with Arabic language. That if you increase a letter, it can have many different meanings. For example, qatala. Qatala means they fought or he fought. If you say taqatala, just the increase of the ta alone, what does it mean? They fought each other. So awsa means they enjoin the good. Tawasa means they enjoin each other. So as believers in Allah Azza wa Jal, it's not just send forward, irsil, 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 send advice, send advice. You also have to accept advice. No matter what your status or position is. So what tawasa? Because some people enjoy enjoy, they can't enjoy upon them. Inshallah ta'ala, next week we'll end with these two. And after that, the week after, we'll go back to the seerah, the hijrah. But the hijrah, we're not going to ayatul madaniyya or surah madaniyya because we're not going to go back hijrah of Allah But the beginning of the hijrah of the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala and subhanahu wa ta'ala.